Heilige Geest. Niks, niks sonder u nie. Geen leven sonder u nie. Die woord sê dat u is die asem van God wat lewe gee. Die woord sê dat u het die skrif vir ons uitgeasem so ons dit kan gebruik om te leer. So ek vraag dat u die woord sal oorbreek vir oogend heilige gees. I pray that you open up and break open your word for us this morning and give us revelation and insight and understanding into your heart, into your ways. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lead us through this morning, Lord. Amen. Amen, good. Um, een van ons, van ons lede in die community het, het, uh, het in hierdie week op die, op die groep een skrif gegeen en een vraag gevraag um, wat ons so een en weer bykie bespreek het en so en, en dit het my nogal stimuleer, it, it really stimulated me and uh, I think the next morning when I spent time with the Lord in the Word, uh, I knew immediately that, that, that this is what I must preach on uh, in, in, uh, in this week's uh, sermon. And uh, it is actually something that we have touched on in, in the past, I think a year or two. Uh, and, but every time I look at this, it, it becomes new. Every time I look at this, it, there I receive... Uh, just something fresh and something new and, and that's the beauty of the Word of God is you can never outstudy the Word of God. <laughs> you can never go deep enough and say now I know it or now I understand it or, or anything like that. I mean the deeper you go, the deeper you go, it just breaks open and I want to encourage you uh, to study the Word. Uh, really, really ask questions. When you study, when you read the Bible, ask questions. Um, ek het so, as ek, as ek Bible lees, dan uh, het ek so, net so boekiekie wat ek langs my hou. En dan skryf ek het alles neer. Wat net vraag wat in my hart opkom, of antwoorde, of wat ek al, I just write it down. Um, in that way, I just don't pass over it, or dit maak het net vast, en ek kan daarna terugverwees later. Um, en is baie lekker to study the word. So before we, we actually go into the scripture, I just want to frame it a little bit. I will net a bit uh, a paar, paar statements maak, denk ek, en a paar dit bit met, met skrif bevestig, en dan gaan ons eindelijk die stuk lees in, in Johannes 15, um, wat ons eindelijk wil, wil na kyk. First statement that I want to make is Christianity is not about what you do. It is about who you become. Uh, it is not about doing all the right things and saying all the right things and, and uh, being at the right place at the right time. It's not even about reading your Bible every day. And praying every day. Ons leer vir die kinders al liekie, lees jou bybel, bid elke dag, nee, oom Jan. Van dit gee jou kracht, en dit is so waar. It does, it gives you life. The word of God is, we just sang it. Your daily, daily bread, your living word. But, the next sentence, it has to live in you. You can't just glance over it, or know it. It has to become life in you. And that means that you are becoming it. You are becoming the word. You are becoming the power that what that what any word is is Christ revealed. Ne? Hebrews one. For Christ is the exact representation of God, the exact image, the imprint of God is Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word became the word was with God and the word was God. So uh, the more we read and eat the word, but it has to become part of you, the more you start becoming like the word. 
And that is what Christianity is about. Ne? So samen dit, um, who you are, so who you have become, is proven by the fruit that comes out of you. Stem jylle samen dit. Ne? If you want to, if, if you, if you, if you, sê nou maar, jy sou nie een vrug mag oopgesnui het nie. The other way to know what fruit it is apart from its skin is if you squeeze it, what comes out is the fruit. And when we get squeezed in life, what comes out is the fruit. That shows who we really are. Dit is makkelijk om om, uh, to say and do and all that, all the right stuff. We went camping twice uh, this holiday and I was actually thinking we should actually all go camping together. (laughs) Because then we'll see (laughs) wanneer die manne die tent moet opslaan en moet sikkel en die vingers word raak geslaan as hy die penne inslaan of wat ook al en, en wanneer jy nou al vir drie ure lang tent opgeslaan het en allemaal anders sit. Nee? What fruit comes out? Nou moet my vrou nie te begin praat oor my <laughs> oor my vrug. My vrug was goed, nee? Nee, nee, sy, nee, 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 hypothetisch. Not, 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 not our family. <coughs> Great. God is not looking for those who are doing the right things. God is looking for those who live in righteousness and integrity, not who act right. Do you know that, the, that, that the, here is all set framework for it, ons nou actually gaan na Johannes 15 toe. Do you know that, that Jesus calls the Pharisees, and also John in, in Matthew 3 called the Pharisees hypocrites? Ne? The, the Greek word, that Greek word, that hypocritos, actually means, it is actually derived from the action of stage play. Acting. So when you take on an acting role, you are playing somebody or something that you are not. So you can put on the costume, you can put on the makeup, you can put on the wig, you can put on the, the whatever. And you can be a very convincing character that actually, like some people do Elvis better than Elvis. Joey doesn't agree. <laughs> no one does Elvis like Elvis. Eh? Okay. Sorry, sorry, bad example. <laughs> but we are in danger in church, the church is in danger and, and the church has been guilty, like it's so The church has been guilty in training people how to look like Jesus instead of becoming like Jesus. And that is hypocritical. That is acting. We are training people how to love. We are training people how to worship. We are training people how to even study the Bible. We are training people all these things. Even though I'm a seminary student, seminaries are guilty of, of training godliness. Now, here is a rarige moeilike ding, want, want Timotheus said, train yourself in godliness. So, ons kan nou nie net verstaan, I'm just trying to make a point, ek, ek sit nie a doktrine neer, of enig iets wat sê, we shouldn't train ourselves in godliness. It is a, we have to train ourselves in godliness. But how? And this is where we are going to Okay, how do I ensure that what I am as a Christian is actually who I am and not what I show the world to be? Verstaan jylle? Okay. In Matthäus 5 verse 20 Say Jesus, I say, I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. 
How do you get your righteousness? Ek bedoel, hierdie ouwens, Paul said this about himself. He says, there was nobody like me among all the Pharisees. I think he was a Sadducee, ek is heel te mong seker nie. The religious leaders. <laughs> there was none like me. Is, I'm, a, I'm a Jew by birth, by blood. I have uphold the law. I've, I've done everything perfectly right. I even went to the point where I imprisoned and killed the followers of Jesus. So righteous was he in sy eie oor. Then Jesus comes and he says, unless your righteousness surpasses all that, So he has to speak about something that is much deeper or much more powerful than actions. Than doing the right stuff. Romans 3 says, all of us, every single one of us falls short of, let me get terug every one of us sinned, Romans 3, 26, 27. All of us sinned, and all of us fall short of the righteousness of God or the glory of God. So Jesus, when he says that your righteousness must surpass that of the Pharisees, he is saying that unless you become like God, you've got a problem. That's luckily in Romans 3. Then there's another 15 chapters where he says how to do it. (laughs) The gospel. What Christ has done in you. We read in Matthew 9 verse 13. Now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not sacrifices. For I have come to call those who think, uh, I have come to call those, I have not come to those who call, who, who, those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. I have not come to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Now, Jesus quoteries of Anusia says, Isaiah, Usia, Hosea uh, 6 verse 6 and that is actually translated I want you to show love Jesus says mercy the Greek Greek translates mercy the Hebrew says I want you to show love not sacrifices I want you to know me more than burnt offerings so the Lord gives us a key here And we'll read this key later again in Colossians. I want you to know me more. The only way to become like him is to know him. Kom ons lees gaat die versie. Colossians 1 vers 19 sê, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and, uh, and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Colossians 1 vers 9 and 10 and Colossians 3 vers 10 say that put on Christ and become like him as you grow and as you know him. Philippians 1 vers 9 May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. The fruit of your salvation. Dan in Akis, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. En dan die laaste comment wat ek wil maak, voordat ons in die skrif ingaan. What will steal your fruit? Die, ba- die Bible sê nogal vir ons, wat steal jou vruchte? 
Jesus taught this parable about the seed that he sowed. And uh, the verschillende types grond waarin dit val. So the disciples asked him afterwards, you know, what does this mean? And he explained to them, and then when he talks about uh, the seed that fell among the thorns, he said, the seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word. Where do you hear God's word? Here in the, in the kerk, ne? In the word, in the Bible. So it doesn't say that you are unfruitful only if you are not a believer. It says that believers can be unfruitful. I was actually thinking as well of the scripture of Jesus that went and he saw the fig tree and he wanted fruit. And the fig tree did not bear fruit. And he said, may no one eat from you again. And the next day when the disciples came, the fruit, the tree started withering from the roots up. He wants fruit from the tree in season or out of season. In season or out of season. And why? There are scriptures that say, Psalm 1. Psalm 1 talks about, you, if you are planted in Christ, if you are planted by the river, then you will bear fruit in season and out season. Jeremiah 17, the blessing, those who trust in the Lord, they will be like a tree planted and they, their leaves will be green in the, in the heat and in, the, in every season. It will bear its fruit in every season. How many of us sort of allow ourselves to go through seasons and not bear fruit and we say ach dit is nou maar net die seisoen <laughs> it's holiday season <laughs> god expects fruit from us but he distinguishes very clearly in his word between righteousness or fruit of righteousness so don't philippians in philippians in religiosity Religiosity in Afrikaans is godsdienstigheid. Let ook direct vertaal. God soek nie jou godsdienst nie. He has no pleasure in that. He has pleasure in you. Being planted in Him. So that you can bear fruit that comes from Him. That glorifies Him. Just on that, religiosity will always have the aim of glorifying you. Godsdienst sal altyd die, die, al is dit hoe subtiel, al is dit hoe weggesteek selfs in jou eie gedagtes, Godsdienst sal altyd die einddoel hee, dat jy goed lyk voor ander. Seven? That's why he rebuked him for standing on the corner and doing the long prayers and the, all that. That's why I say, don't do your fasting where everyone can see. Because all those are religious acts, all with the one goal is pride. And, and look at me. I can do it better than you. And it will always bring uh, judgment on others. But the fruit is love. This is what Hosea says, say, say. Hosea. Hoe kan krijg jy dit terug? Daien. Ek moet bykie Zuid-Afrika gaan keier, dat ek weer kan hier Engels praat. Now what can steal your righteousness? The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who fear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded, crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. Hier is a goeie nieuwe jaarsvoorneming. I will not worry about this life. I will move away from the, the begeerlikhede van hierdie wereld. Last week's message was a lot about that. The desire for other things. Ons het nou net gesing, I'm desperate for you. 
I'm lost without you. Ons het het allemaal gesing, nie? The only way that we will get desperate for God again is if we distance ourselves from the false fulfillments of this world. The only way that we will bear fruit is if we plant ourselves in Jesus. And that is done now. Johannes 15. Verse 1 to 17. I say, I am the true grapevine. And my father is the gardener. While we were praying outside just now, I saw this picture uh, of, of one of our, we, we planting a new garden, we just moved into a new house. Um, and uh, one of the boompies, en die wind al so gewaai, dat hy so staan. En, uh, so, Lillian took a stick, and they bent the tree back up, and bound it very, very subtly, together, so that it can stand upright again. And that's just a mooi prankie van my, van the father who is the gardener. And, and he comes with, with tender hands, he comes with soft hands, he comes with, with, with knowing exactly what the plant needs and how to handle the plant in a way that will not harm the plant, but will produce fruit. And I think many times when we read these stuff like he cuts off and he prunes and all that, we, we, we think about discipline and we think about harshness and how God is, is severe and God is severe. God is severe against sin. He is severe against ungodliness. He cannot stand it. He cannot be around it. Just because God is pure and He wants us to be with Him, we need to be pure and that's why He can't stand ungodliness because we cannot commune with Him and connect with Him. Our conscience is, Philip had a cool verse on your group to keep your conscience clear. Because we need to be able to be close to God and relate to God all the time. Even though Christ has washed us, our consciences will make us hide from Him if it's not clear. So, uh, God is the gardener who, who lovingly comes and He prunes and He lifts. He comes and he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more. Now say, you have already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. This is the key. Jesus does not teach. Look at what that guy does and follow him. He does not teach. Look at what that church says and follow it. He does not teach. Follow the Pharisees because they do everything according to the will and the law and everything perfectly. He does not say, compare yourself to anybody else. He does not say anything other than plant yourself into me. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to be fruitful for God, there is one way only. Be planted in Christ. The Amplified says, engraft yourself. Unless you are engrafted into Christ. Engrafeer. Become one. This is a man and a vrou in heavenlijk. Lans, daar is die vrug van jou heavenlijk. 
Daar sê die vrug van jou en Annieke sy eenheid, sy unity. Unless we become united with Christ, one with Him, we will not bear fruit. And we have heard many stories, we can all tell many stories. I remember in my life the, the shame and the burden and the, the even feeling of worthlessness that I carried with myself when I was caught up in Godsdienstigheid, in religiosity, trying to bear fruit and not able to. I would, van, van kleins af, ek, die heren, ek weet nie hoekom nie, but, but, wel ek weet, sy plan, but even when I was like young at school, there was a phase, a bad season, <laughs> I was a teenage boy, en ek het gevloek soos een matroos, my ma, <laughs> ek was in die koosheis, Ons gefeest, ek het gevloek. Elke, like, sweating, man. And then, the Lord sort of did something, I realized that this is not going to work. Something, something sort of, I don't know if it was something somebody said in church, or I was inspired by something, but then we got this little group together, and we said, okay, we're going to stop swearing. And we had this little accountability group. And at the end of every day, we would come to each other and we would give ourselves a percentage of how we did today in, st- in trying to stop swearing. And then you would feel very good if you did better than all the others. And that was your motivation. Ek moet die As ek die dan type ding. That's religiosity. I had no understanding about the character of God, the character of Christ, the holiness of God, and wanting to be like that. I just wanted to be better because I was told to be better. And then the problem is not with that. The problem is that if you don't get it right, you look down on yourself, and the moment you look down on yourself, you look down on everyone else. The moment you judge yourself, you will judge everyone else because there's something in you that wants to live. There's something in you that wants to get better. There's something in you that wants to be better than others. That's not fruit. That's works. That is works. Dead works. Laat ek het so stel. Maar Jesus sê, remain in me and I will remain in you. Realizing that true life comes to you when you realize that Jesus Christ himself who is, I I read some verses in Revelation says that Christ is the tree of life. That the tree of life bearing the fruit of life, lives within you and can, can bear His fruit through you. But all you have to do, and I say no all, <laughs> my, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy all, <laughs> you have to do is plant yourself in Him. Remain in me. Hoekom sit hy die responsibility, this verse puts a responsibility on me, ne? Remain in me, then I will remain in you. So it's, it's, it's not just a once thing that you give your life to Christ and now it guarantees fruit. If I want to bear fruit in all, all seasons, in every season, in every circumstance, in everything I do, I need to make sure that I stay connected and remain in Jesus Christ. 
He does not come and that is says, uh, somebody invites you to this beautiful island and they promise you, like the advert says, okay guys, like if you come here, you eat as much as you can, no payment, drink as much as you can, enjoy everything, you can eat everything on the island, you can eat everything and you won't even get fat and like the decision that everything is, then like it draws all the people and then the people come to the island and then they lock the island up and now you're, you can't go anywhere, you're a prisoner. That's not what Christ does. He doesn't lure you in with the good life and with the goodness of life and then says, okay, now, now you're my slave. Now you must do everything I say and if you don't, you have the free will every single day, every single moment, in every season to choose life and to choose death, to choose to remain in Christ or to choose to plant yourself in something else. Every single day. That's why he says, you must choose every time. Choose me. Choose to find your life in me. Every single day. In every moment. In every circumstance. The only way that you will bear fruit in every season is if in every season you plant yourself in me. Remain in me. And I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit If it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Now, can I say, yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, Harold himself, because it's important, because this is life. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. It's a guarantee. With religiosity, with trying to do it on yourself, with trying to do it on your own. You still don't know whether this is going to work or not. (laughs) Whether this is going to be enough. But Jesus gives the guarantee that if you plant yourself in me, as ek jou alles is, how do you remain in Christ? Kom as wees net gepraktis. Jylle latte by die school. Hoe bly jy in Jesus? By die school. Wat doen jy? Dis baie eenvoudig, is baie makkelijk. Jy sit om voor alles. Ons het laatst week gepraat. How will this thing that I do affect my relationship with him? Will this bring me closer to him or will this remove me from him? Ons beheertani het splinternieuwe witte duive gekry. En al wat sy doen is, dit so alve oop hok, denk ek, en dan verduidelik gau, hulle sit nou iets daar in die hok, wat die goed hou, hulle is toe in die hok vir die ruk. Yes. Ok, so dan, wanneer die stadium kom, wanneer die duive, the doves can go freely, come as they, come as they want, because they've made it their home. So that is where they remain. Alright? But now if they decide to get a kitten from us, they, that kitten will, chain, will chase the doves away. They will, they will move because of fear of the kitten. So if the Holy Spirit are the doves in you, as die Heilige Geest die duive in jou is, en hy kom woon in jou, dan moet jy heel tyd vir jyself vraag. As ek hierdie ding doen, as ek hierdie paaikie stap, as ek hierdie movie kyk, as ek hierdie vriend, vriendekring join, as ek hierdie ding doen, wat gaan dit maak met die duive binnen in my? Die heilige gees. Gaan hy nog sy huis hier wil hou, of gaan hy nie sy huis hier wil hou nie? Will he remain in me, or will he not remain in me? But Jesus says it's your choice. And if he lives in you, dan sal jy die vrucht dra wat God verheerlik. Because he will come and he will do things in you. Oh, 
Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Oh. Imagine you can come to that place. Yes, he mag hier die Heere amazing belofte. If you remain in me, if you commune with me so much that my word starts coming alive in you, starts forming who you are, starts changing your heart and your mind and everything so that your thinking and everything is aligned with the word and with who I am. In other words, when you are becoming like me and when you have become like me, you can ask me anything and I'll give it to you. Why? Because then every single thing you ask of him will be his will. Will be in his will. If I remain in Christ, before I ask something, before I say something, before I do something, even before I want to go and minister to somebody, I must check, is this you or is this me? Because if it's me and it's not him, I will not produce fruit. I'm thinking a lot lately about the gifts. The word says that the gifts are irrevocable and without repentance. That is a baie, baie gevaarlike ding wat God daar gedoen het. Giving us gifts that are irrevocable and without repentance. So we can use the gifts that God has given us for ourselves. But there will be no fruit. That's why we look. That's why Jesus teaches, he says, you will know a prophet by his fruit. And then just so that we don't think the fruit means that we will see one day whether it comes right, it, he actually then says, and by, that is by the way they act. By their lives. Because even divination gives the truth. Even div divination shows the future. But if your life looks like Christ, if you love like Christ, if your heart is like Christ, it is proof that you are planted in Him. Vers 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved you. Remain in my love. Och, daar is baie mooi. How do you remain in Christ? You remain in His love. Hoe bly jy in Christus' liefde? For my practice, I remember the grace that He loved me first. That He loved me while I was yet His enemy. That He gave Himself for me. That He loved me first and He drew me into His love. I remember Romans 8, which says that nothing can separate me from the love of God. No power of hell, no sin, no demons, no darkness. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. When others don't love me, I remind myself that God loves me. When others don't treat me well, I remind myself that God loves me and He treats me according to my created value and not according to my sinful deeds or who I am. I was thinking recently about the more I come into the love of Christ, the more I realize how much I love Him, Hierdie mag dat nou klink soos a contradiction, 
the more I also realize how unlovable I am as a human being. Because seen in the pureness and the, the beauty and the, the, the reflection of, of His love, I look at myself and I say, yes, I, I, I don't love that way. I am that, I'm not that merciful. I'm not that kind. I'm not that good. I'm not that... I guess, Ek kan nie vir hulle sê hoeveel keer die afgelopen paar dae ek vir die Heere repent en sê, Heere, I'm a feeble man, I am, I'm weak, I'm, I, I, I just... And then he says, I love you anyways. That is how I love you. You are still mine. You, I still accept you. I still bring you. I still want you close to me. I still want to spend time with you. Remaining in the love of Jesus is rooting yourself in that truth. Yes, I wens ons kon That we would be rooted in His love. One of my favorite songs, I get it all genoemd in kak, is Brian Johnson, the liedje geskryf, We Will Not Be Shaken. And he woorde gaan, For we trust in our God, and through His unfailing love, we will not be shaken. Through the knowledge of His unfailing love, through the knowledge that He loves me no matter what. We must understand that God is love. He cannot do anything other than love us. He is not love for me because I cool is or because I do Hij is lief van mij, want hij is liefde. And that is why every single thing that, that he directs me into, every single thing that he allows to happen to me, every single thing, ik praat niet van wanneer ik een rebellie uitstap nie. Als ik een rebellie uitstap en ik stamp my toe en dan is het my skuld. But if I walk in his ways and it's still through fire and still through the oven and still through the darkness and still through the valley of the shadow of death, it is his love that protects me and guides me and gives me strength in all of that. Because it is his love that takes me through. So to remain in his love, that is a boom that diep gewortel is, that the wind nie kan omwaai so you will be bearing fruit. Remain in my love. Dan nog eens liedelke. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves. Because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask uh, for using my name. This is my command. Love one another. 15, uh, John 15, that last part is 9 to 17. So, Jesus makes, says something here. He says, uh, You are my friends if you do what I command. And when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Super belangrijk. 
is eenvoudig. Dit is wat ik nou net gesê het. I can choose. Galatians 5 talks about walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. Remaining in the love of Christ. In the same way that I love the Father, Jesus said. What motivated Jesus to obey God? Was it fear of getting whacked by a beam from heaven? Was it fear of discipline? Was it fear of the wrath of God? No. It was his sonship and his love for God that wanted to, with everything in him, he wanted to please God. So Jesus says, if you obey my commandments, it is proof that you love me. Turn it around. He says, because you love me, I know that you will obey my commandments. So once again, he differentiates between religiosity, obeying commandments because you fear chastisement, or because you fear not being right, or you want to look good, or whatever your reasons might be, versus obeying the Lord because you love him. Obeying the Lord because you want to do his will more than anything else. And then he ends off, off. This is my commandment. Love one another. What is the fruit of the Geest? What's the first fruit that they mention? Liefde. Love is the fruit of Christ out of which all other fruits come. Alle vruchte, alle ander goed, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all die goeders, kom uit hierdie een ding uit. Love one another. Liefde. So ek sluit eind af, en ek put you before a choice for this year. You can either live your Christian life on the basis of trying to do everything right, trying to measure yourself up to whatever standards of Christianity that you might have learnt. Or you can root and plant yourself in Jesus Christ and build a relationship with Him. Get to know Him. Get to know His character. Every single time, now, yeah, and yoga, as I say, every single time. As often as I remember, when I open my word and read from my word, I ask God for one thing, that He would reveal Himself to me, so that I can get to know Him. Because if I get to know Him, there's no way that I will not love Him, because that is who He is. The more I get to love him, the more I fear him. The more I want to obey what he says, the more I want to please him. And for me in that way, I root myself in his love. I root myself in him. Your choice with your walk with God is this. Am I going to do it out of love? Or am I going to do it out of plug duty thank you do it out of duty your fruit will be shame and condemnation and judgment on yourself and others do it out of love planting yourself in him remaining in him getting to know him your fruit will be him your fruit will be Christ. Your fruit will be becoming like Him. And that was the purpose of it all. God planted the garden 
in the middle of the garden was the tree of life. If only they had eaten that. Thank you, Father, that you are the gardener. Thank you that your heart and your desire is that we bear fruit. That ons al vruchte dra. That glorifies you because the fruit that comes out of you reveal you and represent you and shows us and the world and those around us and those we want to love who you are. Father, I pray for this simple grace for everyone here this day that we will be rooted in you. That we will be engrafted into you, Jesus. That your life, your love, your mercy, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your essence will flow into us and through us into the production of fruit. That will change this world around us. That will change our homes, that will change our businesses, that will change our sport fields. So that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of your glory through the fruit that your children bear. So I pray for this community, Lord, that we will be a community of fruitfulness. I pray that this will be a year of fruitfulness. Your fruit, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.